Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our own self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. In today's episode, I'm sharing a story about the time I lost my voice for about nine months. Around 12 years ago, I lost my voice for nine months and it was so bizarre and really random and happened what I thought at the time quite suddenly. I'd never lost my voice before. As I'm sure you've already imagined, I talk a lot. I've always been a talker. My mum says I started talking from a very, very young age and she said the moment I started talking, I didn't stop and I was forming sentences. I was a called a chatterbox all the time. I would constantly get into trouble for talking in class and then all of a sudden I suddenly started losing my voice. And the first sign of it randomly was one day I was at music rehearsal for church singing and there was a gap. So I was singing and then suddenly there was just this silence that came out and it was so strange. I thought this is a bit weird but, you know, should we right? Keep going. I think it was fine from what I remember then singing at church was okay. And my voice suddenly went like really husky. And it was this like really cool, sexy kind of husky sound that I, I'm not going to lie, I like quite enjoyed. It just didn't sound like me. I was just hearing words coming out of me and going, well, this doesn't, it sounds great, but it's not me. This is not what I sound like. And I had to stop singing at church because the same thing that would happen anytime I tried to sing, there'd be blanks coming out. And I just thought, okay, well, you know, it'll, my voice will go back to normal. Maybe I'm just losing my voice for a bit. So took a week off, two weeks off, three weeks off. And it kind of became a bit of a weird running joke for me because I just was not physically sounding like myself. And I it got to a point where I was going to restaurants and the waiters would be like, oh my gosh, is that your voice? And I was like, yeah, but it's not actually mine. It's a broken version of mine. This is not what I sound like. I'm much pitchier and a bit more annoying. And they're like, oh, I love your voice. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, cool. Thanks for the compliment. It's not actually mine. This isn't what I meant to sound like. So I didn't actually do anything about it for ages. I'm going to pause the story there before I come back to what happened when I got my voice back. I want to pause the story there to go, why am I even talking about this? Well, I was doing some workshops as part of the yoga teacher training that I did. And of all the training, like of all the uh, training set out in the program, this was the one that I honestly had no idea about, was not specifically looking forward to or anything but was part of the schedule I showed up and it was about um, 
our voice. And suddenly this story came back to mind. It was like my body remembered everything and and the whole thing just came flooding back. And I had this complete aha moment. Prior to this random sudden losing of my voice, what had happened was some random person trawled through my Facebook account, so had to have been friends with me, which is a bit disappointing, and taken every photo of me with a guy. So that's just me with like my guy mates, me with my partner at the time, me with any male, straight, gay, I mean, they weren't to know perhaps, didn't matter, put it into an email and sent it out to the entire church. Uh, And the subject was questioning leadership. So I was a leader at church at the time. And the implication of the email, what like what the, the message of the email was that I wasn't, I suppose, equipped to be a leader because, you know, oh, scandalous. Amanda hangs out with guys. Like look at all these photos of her with boys and here she's kissing a boy who was, again, my partner at the time. And look at here, she's standing next to a boy. And so it was just this email compiling all these photos of me. And I was sitting at church on a Friday night. It was like one of our meetups. And I remember the message being delivered that evening was something about how, you know, we need to conduct ourselves. And it was, it was one of those moments where you're like, whoa, I wonder who this sermon is targeting, you know. It felt like that. I, I intuitively knew that this was about someone. I hadn't seen the email though, mind you. So I was like, ooh, something's happened. And the little gossip in me was like, mm, I wonder I wonder who they're talking about and I feel like this person's going to be in a lot of trouble. And then another part of me was like, what if it's you? And I was like, mm, I don't think so. I haven't really done anything super sinful. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, very sinful all the time. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of wrote it off and was like, nah, it's not me. The church service finished. And then I remember checking my phone and getting the email and my heart sank. There was a, first of all, the level of, wait a minute, what the heck? Why are all these photos of me? There there were some of um, a couple of other girls in church, but I'd say about 80% of them were me. All these photos of me. And then why has someone decided to put this together and send it out to everyone? And I I was really hurt by that. And then I realised, holy shit, that sermon was about me. That was talking about me. (laughs) And I felt humiliated. What happened after that was the higher leadership team got together and agreed that the best thing to do was to stand me down from leadership. 
And I accepted it without argument, quite unlike me. Even though in my heart and in my gut, I knew I had done absolutely nothing wrong. This was not a me problem. I had photos of me with friends, with my partner, on my social media, which I'm absolutely entitled to do. Someone else has taken that and used it to defame me, essentially, (laughs) uh, and to question my integrity. And the response by my church was, well, we'll stand you down because it looks bad, you know, optics, right? And as a female leader in particular, it's important, you know, it was important and I, and I do believe broadly in church it is important that you hold a particular image of what a godly woman looks like. So I got stood down from leadership. And then I lost my voice. So it was one of the first times in my life that I really didn't advocate and fight for myself. I have always been quite an argumentative person. I'm quite certain that as a kid, my parents were probably like, you should be a lawyer when you grow up. I think they used to kind of say that to me almost as an insult, like you should be a lawyer. You argue so much. And hooray, that's what happened. But I have always been someone who has spoken up when I felt that something wasn't right or there was a sense of injustice. And that would be up against my parents. That would be in school. I would, you know, I guess talk back. I'd question things. And yet this time I didn't. And I felt myself being both, my, I felt my voice being suppressed both by me and by those who I had entrusted to lead me in church. And it's funny, but it's not, but, you know, what happened as a result is that my my voice was literally then taken away when I had suppressed my need to speak up for myself. And this was something I completely put two and two together only last month. What I had done by not speaking up, and and this is not to blame me, you know, I absolutely see the wrongdoing of the leadership team for making that call in the first place, but what's important for me is just to reflect on my own decision-making process and um, how I responded. And by choosing to not speak up for myself, 
it was as if my body was like, I'm going to take your voice away. Like if we're not going to use it, I'm taking it away. There was this, in a figurative sense, that linked into this actual physical manifestation of my voice then disappearing. So I had been stood down from leadership as a result of me losing my physical voice. I then stopped being a part of the worship team and kind of like peeled back and didn't serve as much at church. So let's go forward to when I finally get my voice back. And after maybe six months of my voice being this way, I was like, okay, enough's enough. Something needs to be done about this. So I thought I'm going to go to a doctor. That's where I'm going to start. So I went to a doctor and the doctor's like, I've got no idea. And I was like, you need to send me to a specialist. It would, you need to like do more. It's not enough for me to say like this doesn't make any sense and there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with you. So I got a referral. I went to an ENT. He checked everything and was like, honestly, everything looks fine. Um, you know, do you have hay fever? I was like, no. It's like, oh, maybe it's a bit of acid reflux or something. It gave me some acid reflux tablets. And it was me advocating for myself again. It was me stepping out and going, this is what's, what is good for Amanda? And then going out and just trying to, to do something and speak up for myself. And I do think that that is in part like how I got my voice back. It just came back suddenly, shortly after that. There was nothing, no magical cure. There was no um, specific medication. Like I think the acid reflux I took for a bit and that helped. And that's never happened since. And I'd say that since then, that has not really been for most of my adult life, like a time where I didn't, I'm not going to say never, but, but broadly speaking, I've generally spoken up. So that's just a bit of a story about that time when I lost my voice. That was really random. Since then, the only other event that has happened um, that I also reflected on during this teacher training is in the course of my last relationship. So I love singing, right? I have loved singing ever since I was a kid. And music was a way for me to connect deeply and emotionally with music for me was an escape, but it was also how I felt my, my pain being articulated in a way. And I, I just like love to sing, sang all the time. In my last relationship, my ex did not like me singing along in the car. And he pretty much made that known a couple of times. And I, okay, I was like, fine. So I kind of just stopped singing a lot of the time around him and kind of generally speaking as well. 
And that relationship was kind of the, other than that incident in church, was one of the only times in my life through that whole course of the relationship that I continued to suppress my voice. I started doing it slowly. I didn't do it at the start, but the more that you speak up in an environment that isn't safe for you to speak up in and the other person uses what you say against you and then gaslights you and tells you that you're crazy for feeling the way that you're feeling, what eventually ends up happening, regardless of how, you know, strong you might be, if you stay in that situation, you become more quiet as a person. And I don't mean in terms of volume. I mean, you stop saying things. And that's what happened to me is I just slowly allowed my voice to kind of deteriorate again. I came to a point where rather than advocating for myself and sharing honestly and openly, I would suppress things and put it down to me, like to it being constantly a me problem. And what I found until this teacher training was I had disconnected one of the things that I guess my body had done as well was like disconnected from this joy of singing. And I, there've been a couple of times when I've sung and reconnected with it for a moment, like in Japan with some friends, like that has been really fun. But I had spent the last couple of years just not singing as much and really enjoying singing the way that I used to. And there was this acknowledgement that, yeah, it was, again, me kind of giving away my voice and then not, and then losing metaphorically my singing voice because I, I can, I can try to still sing from time to time. But it was just this, this disconnection from any of the joy of it because I didn't speak up the many times I wanted to. I didn't sing when I wanted to sing because I didn't feel like I could because he would get annoyed about it or he would ask me not to when we, I was in the car like singing along to stuff. I wanted to share this with you in part because it's, you know, like a, an interesting little funny anecdote about the voice, but most importantly to highlight the importance of using the voice that we have and now of course I'm talking about our figurative voice but also your audible your physical voice using the voice that we have to speak up not only when it comes to perhaps things outside of us and like issues that we might feel passionate about but most importantly the voice that we've been given is to advocate first and foremost for ourselves, to stand up for ourselves, to speak truth for us. And my experience has been that when I haven't, aspects of my voice and my, my actual voice were taken away. And I realised the importance for me 
in speaking up when I feel compelled to, when I feel aligned and that it's right to, to, to speak up honestly. And that can be really scary. The alternative, I guess, of losing my voice is not a world that I want to live in. So I hope that this little story encourages you in the moments where it might be scary to advocate for yourself, whether that's like in a doctor's office, whether that's against, maybe not necessarily against or with with someone, with another person in a challenging conversation, whether that's generally asking for your needs broadly, you know, at home, with your parents, with your partner, whatever it is, my hope is that you're encouraged to use your voice first and foremost for yourself and then perhaps for others and for the world around you. And I guess this podcast is, I'm not sure when I'm releasing this episode, so it'll be about one. It's turning one so soon in a couple of weeks. But this podcast was a way for me to reconnect back with my voice. So I'm grateful to me for doing the podcast, but also, of course, to you for listening and giving me an opportunity to use my voice in hopefully a way that's helpful and effective in the world. So thank you for listening to this episode. Please follow the podcast. You can do so on YouTube, on Spotify, and you can follow me on Instagram at selfwithamanda. I release episodes every Thursday. I will see you next week. Please show the show. Please show the show. Some love, rate, review, subscribe, comment, all of the good stuff. I really appreciate you. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.